Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before. He's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape during week 77 of quarantine from my eight-year-old son's bedroom in rapidly gentrifying Culver City adjacent California, boasting completely obstructed views of multiple semi-abandoned construction sites. This is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully, joining me today and making his long overdue Tully Show return, a professional funny man who can be heard on both the Dollop and Point versus Point podcast, plus the celebrated weekly Gariff's Web Events. Hello and welcome back, Gareth Reynolds. Tully, baby. Hey. Hello. Uh, you know what's funny is when you said week 77, mm-hmm. it took me a second to be like, <laughs> that's not true because yeah. it seems so never ending. Feels more like 50. That can't be possible. I it's, know. It's crazy. It's well, crazy. Get comfortable. Anyway. Get comfortable, baby, because we yep. might just be getting started here. Oh, I, I hear you. It's nice to see you. You look like you're you doing too. well. Thank you. You look like you're doing well. It looks like you're really into toys again, which is nice. To see. <laughs> right. I've I've read several of these books. Um, they they're look not, like they're big not, reads. They're 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 physically that, humongous. Those are, only, that's that's those aren't Grishams. No, but they're mainly they're only like 20, 30 pages long. That's my trick. And still, that's that's a lot. It's a lot more crude drawing than still i mean you're talking about five pages of words that's a lot that's a lot some of them are upwards of 1000 words and i I mean that's insane it's not just a pile of books that i'm putting here to show off i intend to read both this is paris and this is ireland you know my (laughs) i like that ireland as the country was enough Paris, such an interesting city. It can have a book. Ireland, the yeah. country, can get one. Um, I think one of the the best things about watching the news is, A, you get to see how bad reporters' Wi-Fi is, and yeah. you get to see the pretension level based on the things they have behind them, the books they have behind them to sort of I know. present I the know. air. Yeah, it's funny because you wonder how – like you assume that all of them have these like amazing houses. There is this presumption that people in the public sphere have all these amazing lives. And by and large, they're doing better than the average bear. But uh, my wife was just doing like a, a cycle class. And now the cycle lady is doing her stuff from home. And she has this like one incredibly fancy vase and this one incredibly fancy like arrangement of flowers. But it seems like it's the same one over and over, which leads me to believe it's artificial. Right. And it's weird because when you're like this, I don't know, when you're like a star in the virtual cycling class world, I don't know. I don't know if you're supposed to be presenting the idea to the world that you live in more than a studio apartment. But yeah, what are you? I think I mean, you should probably project success because the amount of like, yeah, you just need to push for your dreams. Go for it when you're like, this is a bike. Yeah. This is just a bite. I think, I think you need to dig deep and believe in yourself. Tell your boss to go fuck himself. I Fight your uncle. I think that's an extended stay holiday in the cheese <laughs> As they just walk in, they're like, Candy, get back to work. I'm almost <laughs> done in here. Go for it. Achieve. Just like these, me. These Teslas aren't going to assemble themselves. <laughs> <laughs> With a cattle prod. <laughs> 
So uh, the last time I saw you, I think, it's been a while, was in a crowded comedy club in Minneapolis that both of us flew planes to get to. And amazingly, nothing has changed in the world since then. Nope. Nope. Usual stuff. Everything's the same. I noticed you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you shaved your eyebrows recently. Yes. I made a bold decision. That was for a cause. It was not really a cause, but it was like a joke cause. Okay. And I, uh, I stepped it up. All right. Yeah. I mean, they're coming back in nicely. I actually kind yeah, of like... Yeah, the second growth is I'm finding the best growth. <laughs> like, yeah. I think your eyebrows may have, may have needed some manicuring before this. Because you, you stand before me now, I feel like a, a slightly handsomer man. And that's the only thing that's really changed about you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's a, it's interest. It's interesting. Eyebrow growth is interesting, but yeah, I like the length I have now. I think I'm going to keep it high and tight like a military man. There you go. You know, and the guidos. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, everybody who listens to me on the radio knows of the daily war that I fight with, you know, balancing work and children and all that. I'm very interested in people like yourself who don't have, all of the um, the organism encumbrances in your house that I do. I know what that you a have lovely, a lovely. What a lovely term. <laughs> I was trying to think of a delicate yeah. way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so walk me through your day to day life because I want to live vicariously through you. What What is a day in the life of Gareth well, it's Reynolds? Called vicariously, edition? first of all. So let's oh, get of course. that out of the way. Um, yeah. Well, right now it's really chill. I'm starting a job. I'm starting a virtual writer's room on Monday. So then it'll probably be, I'm interested to see what that's like. Right now, I feel like I'm retired. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of look that way. I think I, I, I'm leaning in. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'll wake up. Uh, I'll, you know, have a little bite to eat uh-huh. and, you know, not really do much. Watch a little bullshit. Then do some exercise, then have a bite to eat, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. a little nap, do some work. Oh, come on. Play with the cat a little, maybe Mm -hmm. do some more exercise, maybe take another nap, have some wine, drink a good amount of wine. Yeah. Watch, uh, you know, watch a weird movie. Like, I really have been leaning into letting Hulu just, whatever, whatever's on their recommended list, eventually I'll cave. Yeah. So, you know, it's a matter of time until I'm watching Training Day. And then, uh, and then that's kind of it. It's pretty it's i mean it's very simple right now i feel like amazon prime is leaning into the weirdness and the surreality of the world in which we live because it just insisted that i watch uh buckaroo bonsai's adventures in the eighth dimension for about 10 days straight before i was like you know what you've been right all, right. all. you've been right all yeah, along yeah. jeff bezos well, right i will yeah. watch buckaroo bonsai with you a star-studded everything. cast there you go see yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know that Jeff Goldblum had ever played a cowboy from Fort Lee, New Jersey. Well, I, when I hear it, it sounds like it's good. Yeah, no, I definitely I mean, recommend just it. hearing that, that mm. pitch. So, uh, writer's room. There's actually television happening. Animation is still happening, but oh, yeah, okay. I, I think you're finding now the. Uh, it seems like there's certainly a constriction in uh, TV now and Mm -hmm. that is you know furthering so where does this go like you have your ear to the ground in the tv industry more than i would like i i feel like we're in the 
area now of where there are people who had things in the can, both TV and movies, where they go, well, this is fortuitous that this thing was already coming out in you know, spring or summer or whatever, unless you're planning a big summer blockbuster. And then I'm already seeing the wave of the, here's this piece of shit that we were going to abandon outside of a nunnery. But uh-huh. now since it has a name in it, we'll pretend that this is a real movie and this will be the number three thing on Netflix for a week. Yes. Where do uh, we go from there as people who are who are trying to entertain themselves who maybe don't have the tolerance for watching and rewatching Buckaroo Banzai that I do? What should the average... TV and movie consumer expect in the next six to 12 months? Well, I don't see how you can't have, you know, a bit of a barren landscape for a while. I mean, like you're saying, like places have a lot of um, places have a lot of things that they never air. They never use. Yeah. So I I think I love Jason Manzoukas, but that long, dumb road, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's going to be fairly fucked. I mean, it really will be. I mean, there's there's just I think it's actually in a way it's kind of a bad culmination because you had a lot of these apps that were launching, you know, like Peacock and HBO Max and stuff like that. And those were all sort of launching and they, you know, were really startups, essentially. I mean, they were they had their, um, you know, like programming that they had ownership over, but they were their whole thing was to make a bunch of stuff. Quibi, I, not even warranting a mention well yeah quibi i mean you can think about quibi but just like an eighth of the amount you can think about the other ones because that's what quibi would want right short form condolences um (laughs) but uh but yeah so i think that i you know you can't shoot there's a few things i know that have shot and you know on the down low or whatever outside of uh you know trying to be very very careful and people have gotten sick like a lot of People, you know, I know a number of people who threw production stuff where they were trying to be safe, really were, um, got sick. And so you just can't do that. You're not going to be, you would not be able to ensure, you could not, you just cannot ensure that sort of stuff. And so um, I think that, yeah, you're just going to, it's just like everything else. It's just, I mean, it's like, it's like sports. I mean, it's like, look, we're getting an NBA playoffs but it just seems really weird and not as good and nobody you know i no matter what the players say about how this one means more than any other one have they said just, that yeah some yeah i th- but i more. do think i do think they're doing that as a i think they're saying that as a way to you know counter what is pretty blatantly obvious which is that this is weird it's weird that players opt out it's just not a full strength thing and you know people go on covid lists and stuff like that so so i think it is just going to be a weird version of it there's a lot of animation stuff that people will be doing that's cool um, yeah but i i think as far as like live action stuff and you know and shows that you're used to and things like that movies even movies being released to theaters and shit like you know it's just it's such a weird time and entertainment is not uh you know it's not able to escape it yeah, I think James Cameron's going to end up being right on time with Avatar 2. Uh, when, movie theaters, really, when movie theaters reopen four uh, years from now, uh, they will reopen with the bang. Boom! The yeah. Chinese democracy of sci-fi sagas. It's actually, that's pro- it probably, like, like a strike with sports, it probably will take something like that to be like, oh yeah, people will still go to theaters. If you just exclusively release like Avatar's, Right. into theaters that will do it you know you're but. a sports guy to some extent or another right like it, it is it is strange i was the biggest baseball fan ever and it just somewhere along the way 
lost me slowly but surely surely and then all at once and uh so it's funny like i know what i'm talking about but i have no idea who i'm talking about and so i just i just pop back in and you see the guy everyone's talking about who was jawing at the dude and then the bench is clear and i mean of course i'm all in favor of trying to do this as safely as possible but it just puts a pin on how surreal and perhaps wrong having a baseball season right now is when the grizzled old announcer is talking about social distancing when oh, when the well, bench is clear oh well i also i saw uh, a coach and an ump get into an argument Uh-oh. and the way that the ump was furiously getting his mask on you know just yeah. shaking his head but he knows he can't start talking back until he's got his mask on <laughs> yeah and they have to keep a distance between them yeah it just i to me Earl Weaver would have been a dead man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just don't see how you can. Uh, I just don't see how you can pull it off. The NBA's the what the NBA is doing seems like the, uh, you know, potentially could be successful. I don't see how the NFL can pull it off. No, no, no. Football, football for a lot of reasons seems really uh, problematic. But the yeah. NBA has gone what two two testing cycles in a row without a positive, which seems yeah. basically impossible. Yeah, it's it'll be very, very. I mean, again, you, I can't remember who it was. It was a Clipper. I can't remember which Clipper Lou Williams player. who went to the strip club. Yeah, I went to the strip club. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I don't know what's crazier though. That he said he just went there for the chicken wings, or the fact that I think he might be telling the truth. <laughs> I've he, never he, under- does, he he does have to eat. the The restaurant is is open. He pointed out that he did have the mask. That you know he didn't want to be photographed. Oh, but was it in the hotel? It was in the strip club. In yes, yes, but the the strip club is like in the bubble technically. No, 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 no. He brought the no. mask from the bubble. He brought. I think he okay. grabbed like a, a pack of masks from the NBA bubble and brought them with him to Atlanta okay. for the services that he right. was allowed to leave the bubble for. And then right. the strip club, then, the strip club in question, has a chicken wing menu item named after him. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess there's nobody's wrong. I guess. <laughs> so, it's one of those where nobody's wrong. I'm just saying he goes there for he goes there for wings and things. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> well, they name. I mean, yeah, it's. I think you have a better case if they've named something. After. You just it's out of you're like, if they the, have a wing, and, and it's not the pole. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's when Adam Silver took a pause. I didn't know they named a wing after you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still not okay, but that makes a little more sense. An illustrious list of Atlanta luminaries who have warranted having signature wings at whatever the club in question was. But uh, Uh, Yeah, I bet. I mean, yeah. Safety first for Lou Williams. He's currently quarantining, and he'll be back there on on the court looking for another sixth man of the year award. These are fucking... bizarre bizarre times oh it's just crazy it's like we moved to mars i know i know i know and in a certain way though i am impressed with humankind the the vast majority of us i tend to think of people not being very adaptable but the world did just kind of flip in like a 72 hour period and the world did most adults, well, maybe, okay, in in a wave, everybody had their 72-hour moment, even if they were yeah. staggered across the globe. And I feel the, the vast majority of adults, we spend so much time, you know, lingering on the people who won't get with the program, but the vast majority of, of people did. And in a weird sort of way, it gives me some hope for, for people that, like, en masse got with a fucking program. 
Oh, I I'm looking lost, for positives. I've lost complete faith in humanity and all that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, I had a feeling you were going to say that. So I want to try to talk to you about some positive things today that Which maybe is nice. that That's maybe, nice. That's maybe nice can cheer you up. Well, because yeah. I think that it's so easy to folk, you know, if it if it um if it bleeds, it leads. So we hear about all the negatives going on in the world, but there's there's beauty around every corner if you just know where to look for it, Gareth. Are you about to sing? <laughs> I feel like I it I've been watching like a- I've, I've been watching Disney Plus a lot. Yeah, it feels like you're no, you're right. the song. I'm about to hear a swell. I did hear the swell. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Don't Mike. Don't walk me into another one of your musicals. I'm not here to be toyed More with. More of a talk singer. I don't know if you've seen Danny DeVito's <laughs> Danny DeVito's like satyr character in Hercules. I would be more of that. I love when they get the guy <laughs> because he's per- like when now it's like uh like John Oliver's turn to sing in the Lion yeah, King. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> right. Beyonce does this bit, then you do that, John Oliver. <laughs> you know, I one time had a friend of mine uh, who wanted to direct a Bru- Bru- what this is going to sound crazy, but when Bruno Mars wrote the song Grenade, when that came out, and it was when the Jersey Shore would always talk about grenades. And so this guy, my buddy just had this song he wanted to do where it was like a grenade, but it was more like the girl was a grenade. Anyway, so he was like, I want you to sing it. I'm like, I can't sing. He's like, dude, it's fine. We'll figure it out. I'm like, okay. I went, I record this thing. They're auto-tuning it and stuff. And then he told me the next day he had to use someone else because he's like, yeah, it was beyond repair. Well, you have yeah. other gifts. Thank you, Michael. Like my gift for positive uh, thinking. Which we're about to indulge and share with the world. Yay. So uh, for, I made a list of things in the lockdown that I'm not missing. Okay. Right. Like there I, are I, some positives. I'll agree with that. The lifestyle. There's some positives. Okay. What What are you not missing about the lockdown? Oh, I well, I don't miss. You know, I, I being able to do stuff from home, work from home, do mm-hmm. Zoom things from home, like yes. as opposed to like like things that I would normally do for work in LA are they take a day. If you have to go to a meeting, I mean, you really are. You're talking. It's like it's like a hall, and. Uh, and now it's can be done in an hour, half hour, you know, like, I think that is cool. I, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed not like I've, I've had to fly so much and, you know, not had to, like, I obviously enjoy what I do, but like flying constantly is a thing that, you know, having a break from is not terrible. Um, I like that there's, you know, less pollution and um, I've gotten better at cooking. There you uh, go. You know, so there are positives. Yeah. I'm not sure I miss going inside restaurants as much as I thought I would. I miss going and having beers in, in bars. I definitely miss that. Uh, you have adult friends. Yeah, I'm a single man who has no children of any sort except for a cat. So, like, yeah, I mean, a couple times a week to be able to go to, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, just go out, have a few drinks. Yeah. Nice. Be honest with me. How much do you miss? I'm sure you miss stand-up comedy for a lot of reasons, but how much do you miss comedy clubs? A lot. I mean, like a, a shocking amount. Um, you know, I mean, I think we all, I think all comics, like, I think you, you know, just like anything else, we were so very spoiled, you know, the, the complaints that the complaints that you have about um, doing live shows, I mean, like, like, you know, the, the idea that you could go to clubs and perform and, you know, in front of strangers and get laughs and work Money. on your stuff. Yeah, make money and, you know, all that. It's just, it really is, like, so, so missed. I mean, it's a grind. And, of course, when things return at some point, 
um, you know, it'll be, you'll, you'll remember that a little bit, but I I've gone through enough like crazy trauma shit where I go, uh, you do have to just focus on what's positive, but you fucking st always forget that still and have to relearn that all the time. And I think that is a good lesson in it because yeah, I miss them terribly. Right. You do have the, <clears throat> the Gariff's web series to fall back on. Tell me a little bit about that. So basically on Thursday nights, I do uh, like uh, people can send in suggestions to an email and I'll do like an hour and a half ish, maybe just under uh, improv riffing stand-up show essentially where like, um, yeah, they'll just send in topics or ideas or whatever. And I see them for the first time uh, live on and the spot on the spot and then just talk about them and, you know, see what happens. <laughs> sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's real weird. And, um, but yeah, there is like a sense of like still being able. And, and honestly, I think it's like, I think it helps doing that because I think that that, you know, I think there's some stuff I've said that I'm like, Oh, I could use that as a bit, but yeah. I also think it's a way to like, you know, it's just another way to stay sharp, you know? Yeah. It feels good to have something to get up for. I did, Ben Glebe's virtual comedy club. I did five minutes on it one time, which was because this is such a weird and convoluted world that we live in. And because it was my first time, Ben's got a great system worked out, but executing his system was still like, you know, two, three hours of setup to do five minutes of, wow. of comedy, which is because I'm an idiot. It doesn't have to be that right. way. Right. <laughs> but it was kind of nice to feel nervous about something for the first time yeah. in a while. You know, Thursday's game day. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. Yeah. I mean, well, the truth is, I mean, it takes me a while to set up my stuff too. So I right. completely understand what you're saying. Yeah. Actually, there's, it's, it's always, it's, there's something so funny about like the, you know, the sadness of when you're done doing something like that, then just slowly taking apart everything, yeah. <laughs> taking your light down. Yeah, I know. It's like cleaning out down. a sex toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have I done in here? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I got it. This is going to take I'm forever just... to get out of this room. Was I really saying that out loud? Oh, my oh, goodness. Dear Lord. I'm an oh, animal. Lord. Oh, God. So... I'm a big man who needs to be shot. So briefly, things I don't miss. I don't miss Major League Baseball at all, but I already didn't miss that. But I especially don't miss it now. I'm not one of Damn. those people who is going to pay attention just because it's the only game in town. You're Same. boring, and I don't care about the exit velocity on your home runs. The, one guy hit one ball two innings ago. Get over it. Well, and, and the fake crowd noise attempts. Yeah. There's just so much going on. Oh, they really yes, have? I, I know that they've discussed that. but In really, soccer, yeah. In soccer, oh, okay. Because in baseball, yeah. I, know, I, I know I enjoy watching the clips of the guys yelling fuck when they ground yeah. out to second you can you're getting more and get ready for the bubble the nba playoffs get i know ready. i you're know you're fuck so many times yeah i know it's just a elite level joel and trash talk broadcast <laughs> to all of our homes uh let's see i'm i'm wondering when we I, i've been asking this question out loud and to myself since this all started how long does it take for this situation to leave a permanent mark how long you know it's like i always use the example of depression era people who for the rest of their lives were stealing sweet and low packets from restaurants, even though everything was fine. Cause it just ingrained right. this habit. I've gotten to the point where I just like, I don't really get out of pajamas, but for the three hours a day that I leave my house and go do radio. So if I have to run to the store or something, I'm like, mm, does the pizza lady really care if I'm wearing pajamas? I'm pretty sure she doesn't. She's probably wearing pajamas at this point. At what point does like hobo casual just 
take root and all pretenses of being presentable adults to each other in the outside world goes out the window even when we do go back out there. I can honestly imagine a scenario where I'm just walking into SiriusXM headquarters with Bedhead just like, honestly, nobody was going to fuck me here anyway. I, I love... I love and I am in love with everything that you just said. Thank you. And I totally agree. Thank you. I think I I think you're right. There that is a good silver lining. Hopefully when things return to some way. Mm-hmm. Because it's true. I've like when I put on deodorant, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, fancy boy. Yeah, like I'm alone. So yeah. like when I put on deodorant, I'm like, I'm off to the city. You know? <laughs> like the it big is, smoke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, and and yeah, I th- I mean, I for a while have been a proponent of public pajamming. Uh, yeah. But I think this is a, this is good proof that, you know, yeah, you don't need we declo- we don't need to be doing this. It doesn't yep. matter. Mm-hmm. We should actually just get to the point like in a lot of those sci-fi movies in the future where we're all just wearing one like white thing or whatever. Oh, maybe that's how they got there. Yeah, this is it. This is the phase where it was so slowly but surely we will find a uniformed snuggy-ish space suit-ish thing that we'll just rock. (laughs) Target will make a onesie that wicks. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. All any of us wears. Uh, Exactly, yeah. Uh, Let me see. I'm not missing... Uh, BSing with parents at school. I'm not missing BSing with people at the office. I'm not missing having to pretend to be friendly with the checkout lady at Ross. She never liked me, and I was always largely indifferent to her. And there's something about masks that it's like if half of my face is already hiding from you, I don't really even yeah. need to bother acknowledging you with the other half. And I'm not sure. I'm kind of like this this uh, impersonal style of interacting with the outside world that we've sort of well, devolved maybe what into. We can, maybe what we can do when we're three years from now and things are stabilized is yes. what we can do is we can just people, if you wear a mask, it just means you're not down to make small talk. Oh, right. It's just kind of a social cue of just yeah. like, yeah, I'm not the bullshitting type. And you no. can wear them sometimes and not wear them other times based uh-huh. upon your mood. If I'm masking, stop asking. Hey, I'll see you at the Emmys, Telly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I do miss, I do miss going to the gym. I do miss swimming at the gym, but I don't miss gym locker rooms. Oh, those are very horrible. Um, that's where COVID came from. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> it just it's smells a wet like... market in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Smell... Talk about a wet market. <laughs> oh, what a sloppy Man. soiled meats in that room. Just, uh, drying my hands next to a pangolin in here. Yeah. Some people think it's a pangolin. <laughs> some people think it's Greg's balls. <laughs> You leave some dirty towels out. You know, I think this is finally actually passing, but for a while I was enjoying that because it was impossible to accomplish anything, I was finally relieved from the stress I've known since I achieved full adult consciousness that there's something I should be doing right now. Yeah. And it was kind of a, it was kind of a relief. There was a, my, my, my bubble on that burst though, there was an earthquake last night that awakened me. And so I made sure that no bookcases had fallen on anyone. And then I just went back to, the bed and laid down at 4 a.m. and was like, what the fuck are you even doing, man? You haven't lifted a goddamn thing. You're like a borderline opiate addict at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, well, the, I, my sleep is very strange. And I, what I keep thinking is that it just doesn't really matter. Right. Like it doesn't, there's not a lot, 
you know, like I, I, for a while was like, had the sleep patterns of my cat a little bit where I would literally just be like taking like 15 minutes, you know, a few 15 minute nappers throughout the day, just like in different places. Just like sprawled in across the sun, the, the, the window pane. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just right in the sun. How is your cat? I forgot you have a celebrity cat. He's good. He's good. He's sleeping right next to me now. Terrific. Nice terrific. Terrific. Yeah. So as I mentioned, there's there's uh, if you go on the major news outlets, left or right, doesn't make a difference. All they're talking about is the bad stuff. And because, as I said, if it if it bleeds, it leads. And so uh, it's just not as exciting. They're not going to get as many hits. We're not going to all get our dopamine rush if we find out about all of the positive things that are happening all around our globe every single day. I put together a list of really, really good news that is happening in the world right now. Good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, for example, I don't know if you've heard about... Let me guess, not a lot of these are coming out of Florida. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Stumpy, the dog, lives in the United Kingdom. Yeah, you're okay. right. Thank yeah. God. Okay. Stumpy is a handsome Labrador who was destined for a career as a guide dog. I'm getting these all from Reader's Digest. Okay, Reader's Digest <laughs> tried their best. I would just, I don't know how, I mean, I know you're familiar. I don't know how familiar you are. When I was a kid, my parents actually subscribed to Reader's Digest. Oh, I don't have that level of familiarity. Oh, okay. So Reader's Digest is like, so you were too busy or cheap to buy five other largely disposable magazines. We've taken the most vanilla content from them and further condensed it. See, this is a okay. this is a digest for busy readers. Makes, it makes sense now, right? Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's actually, this is some of the, we've eaten this and digested this and shit out some, but here's what our bodies retain. Yeah, this is like the, we're, we're baby birding the news exactly, of the right. world back into your mouth. So they, right. they, they looked high and far to find good news and they led with, this handsome Labrador who was destined for a career as a guide dog, but he was mm -hmm. born with a deformed leg, which means he could not be a guide dog. What was Stumpy to do? Right. He found a new way to help. He gives blood. He has a blind person lead him. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. He gives blood? Yes. Stumpy, the nine-year-old Labrador, has saved more than 100 dog lives since the what? age of one. Mm -hmm. What? Stumpy? His owner, Ellie Pitaway, says Stumpy that, obviously- That is English, by the way. That's how we know it wasn't Florida. <laughs> Ellie Pitaway? Hello, it's me, Ellie Pitaway. <laughs> she says Stumpy obviously has no idea what he's doing, but if he did, <laughs> I'm sure he'd be proud of himself. That is a direct quote. Now, can I say that that's very nice to hear a non-diluted pet owner? Stumpy <laughs> loves to save everyone. Stumpy's yeah. the, you know, she's just like, well, he's a dog. I know, I know. Amidst all these crazy people bestowing personhood upon non-sentient animals, yes. Ellie, Ellie Pitaway is the one who gets Ellie it. Ellie Pitaway is a voice of reason in a time we need it. <laughs> this dog is a fucking plasma farm. <laughs> 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 it's essentially furry blood that I pet. <laughs> uh, here you go. More good news. There's plenty more where that came from. I've got 101 stories. Um, check out 26-year-old Audrey uh, Bellester, who hangs out every day in front of Barcelona's Arc de Triomphe. Apparently, they have some they triumph have to one. celebrate as well. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. It's, it's that was ours. It's smaller and it's 100% made out of gourd bowls. 
So he sits in front, he's a 26-year-old, sits in front of Barcelona's Arc de Triomphe, sets up two fold-away chairs and a sign in large letters that reads, Free Conversations. Now's a good time for this. <laughs> Now's a good time during the global pandemic to just open it up for chats. And I know what you're thinking, Gareth, but I don't speak Spanish. But uh, Adria Ballister thought of that. He is fluent in Spanish, English, and Catalan, and he's happy to talk about anything you like. What? Yeah. That is, that is my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Having to go talk to him. I just, hey, what do you think? Oh, God. Mm -hmm. I'd have the mask on for this, for sure, just signifying I don't want your conversation. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the fuck off mask. Yeah, I'd open a stand across the street giving away glares. <laughs> just mean mugging him all day free side eye uh notre dame may have burned down but several bee colonies on top of it seem fine that's good yeah that's good. yeah i think we're all very excited about that uh like it's i said fun. there's all kinds of good news you just have to yeah no for, for sure yeah listen i'm not gonna lie it doesn't <laughs> feel like we're tapping out <laughs> there's bees <laughs> um, I mean, there's several other stories about uh, the beast. You know, the hunchback was burned in that fire. <laughs> oh, no. Horribly. They his got, hunch was. They got Quasimodo. Was, yeah. His hunch was terribly, his, terribly burned. His handsome 300 uh, year old looks are ruined. Yeah. He can't. His hands are burned. He can't grab the bells. Here's actual good news. I forgot that there's actually a real story in here. Um, Portugal's whole thing with legalizing drugs has worked out really, really well. Nobody, yes, it has. Nobody ODs in Portugal. The not the percentage of it is it's it's it could not be a better commercial for legalization of all drugs. Wow, there's they have a drug czar, Jiao Galau. I'm pretty Beautiful sure. Beautiful pronunciation, not. Mike. That is gorgeous. Are you from the region? <laughs> I speak a little Catalan. So that's gorgeous. <laughs> oh, I love a conversation. <laughs> if, you, if you'd like to chat about anything at like you can find me under the second most famous Arc de Triomphe. I'll be near the uh, <laughs> spinal tap stonehenge lock the triomphe. I always wonder why we can't like you know, I'm like pretty much like a state's rights guy, and I understand that state lines are arbitrary. But why? What would it hurt for an Oregon, for example, to to legalize? I guess like who's going to say no? Basically, if Oregon legalizes drugs as an experiment, you got Washington will be affected. I feel like you could talk the heroin capital of America into thinking outside the box. Northern California, I think you could yeah. talk the the marijuana capital of America into thinking outside the box. What's to the other side? Is it Idaho? Uh, yeah, I think it might. Yes. Who says no? I come on, Oregon. Let the I, good times I, roll. I would say under in a different time, absolutely. Oregon is. I do think Oregon is the right. Uh, Place and I do think it's right. I mean, places where you know, if you look at the way California legalized marijuana and all the shit that you've been hearing for so long about why that's wrong and what that'll do and all this shit, and it has it has just resulted in revenue. It's resulted in like you know, I think I mean, yeah, people being comfortable smoking weed is uh, is pretty good. It's pretty free, you know. And it's and it again. I mean, even if you look at it from like like look at John Boehner. John Boehner was like a complete uh, anti-marijuana 
uh, fighter for years. The second he left office, he got right into the marijuana business, huge advocate, making tons of money. I mean, you know, if we live in this capitalist bastion, mm-hmm. then it would only make sense to add that into the mix. But yeah, I, yes. I think the who'll Portugal be, who'll be the first former Republican senator to make money on crack. Oh, my God. The list is long. <laughs> McConnell. It'll be McConnell. This is some of the best rock it we've seen. Genteel Kentucky country crack farmer. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a mint crack. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've never heard him yeah. talk, but I think you do an excellent impression of him. I haven't either. I think it's spot on. 100%. <laughs> Got to be what he sounds like. Yeah. It's like a turtle ate caramel. Hey, check out this good news, Gareth Reynolds. A Hungarian orchestra is helping deaf people hear and enjoy the music of Beethoven. Oh, that's great. That's well, a good one. And I know what you're wondering. How can deaf people enjoy the music of a symphony orchestra? And well, Beethoven's the right call for them, by the way. I think that's He's... why they I think that's why they led with Ludwig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it would be amazing if they went with someone else. <laughs> Tchaikovsky's the man. Uh I guess deaf people just sit next to the musicians and they put their hands on the instruments. Well, if I, deaf people can feel, they yeah. essentially are able to feel the rhythm of the music through vibrations and stuff. So that's what I would have figured. Can but you? Still, yeah. Like I think. I mean, they, I know you can it, feel vibrations. I'm aware of that, but what does that translate into? Well, I think if you're, if you listen, if you're like in a club mm-hmm. and you like, uh, the music is loud enough. Like I think you feed off it in some sort of rhythmic way. Obviously, differently, but I mean, <clears> like know. when a guy drives past your house with one of those really obnoxious subwoofers. Yeah, that deaf people. Is. Deaf people turns out love that. <laughs> that's. I think that's pretty close to what I'm pitching. <laughs> I don't know if I have a better example, and I think I'm probably way off base, but they're on base. <laughs> A Finnish company, check this out, has found a way to produce a protein-rich food using just air, water, and electricity. What the (laughs) fuck? Keep it away from me. Helsinki-based startup Solar Foods says its carbon-neutral process does not depend on weather, irrigation, or even land. It's, it's, It's a powderized protein. It's a powderized protein made from air, water, and electricity? Yep. A lot of protein and electricity. They don't tell you that. Well, how does it? Well, how does it taste? Let me see. It looks and tastes like flour through a process Great. akin Yum. to brewing beer. Living microbes are put in liquid and fed with carbon dioxide, hydrogen. Microbes create protein powder. The new harvest for the people. And and you use this in as, things as food, yes. Or you just eat this powder. Well, you could eat protein powder currently, but very few choose to. Okay, this so might we're be talking. this might be a, a healthy alternative to the future of bug protein we've all been promised. Oh, come on! I want to eat crickets. Have um, you? No, I. I mean, shit. I don't know. I mean, in my life, I was a kid in Wisconsin. I mean, there's a good chance I probably ate that shit at some point. There's a Mexican restaurant down the street that's got fried crickets. something. Yeah, something of that ilk. Juice ain't worth yeah. the squeeze, man. Or grasshoppers. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that that I don't eat meat, but I think oh, when right. you get to like, well, but when you get to grasshoppers, I'm like, all right, well, where am I falling now? <laughs> like, I mean, I still wouldn't do it, but we're getting smaller and smaller. Eventually, I'm going to be like, I will eat this microbe. 
you would not eat well you know that you do obviously one way or another whether whether you choose to or not you would not eat bugs for ethical reasons i would not eat yeah i guess yeah i mean but it's such a gray area like i i mean when you were talking about bees before like i um you know, like everyone else is like, man, we got to save the bees, all this shit. Well, then I moved into an apartment that was infested with bees. Not those bees. You know, Don't when save it's those. in your backyard. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's very easy to be like a well. And by the same token, I said, I mean, I, you know, have a cat. I buy meat to feed my cat. So, mm -hmm. you know, there are just I get. And, and the truth is, too, when you like studies about plants, like actual feelings and registering plant reactions you know as someone who's like don't eat animals that throws your argument into a bit of a quandary as well you know um yeah. but i don't know i just think i wouldn't eat grasshoppers because i'd be like i you don't need to die for me to eat you would be my rationale that's big of you yeah i'm yeah. not i'm not I'm much bigger than them i uh <laughs> you're relative to a grasshopper you're, you're enormous yeah you got you my got, character and stature your heart is huge if you comparatively you hundreds of grasshoppers oh, in there probably. Mike, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, good news, tree hugger. Spain has changed their laws uh, regarding the protection of donkeys that give tourists rides. Oh, I like that. Yeah, they put a limit on the weight of the tourists that they can carry. Looking at I'm, you. I'm very America. happy to hear there wasn't a weight limit, but what? That's crazy. How are you not limiting weight? Uh, they have mandatory rest periods and improvements in donkey living conditions, a long and hard-fought battle by uh, animal lovers such as yourself across Spain. And that is the, good. The yeah. proud local councillor, Nicholas Cruz, made this announcement standing in a 120-year-old bullring that is still in service. Well, that's the best place to do it. We are <laughs> done being rude to the animals. Now clear the audience out. We have a 430 bull stabbing. That's right. Yeah. A, uh, hands, a handsome good. man's going yeah. to murder a bull. Yeah, right. Slowly with eight swords. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, that is good. It is one of those things, too, though, is it always reminds me of when um, Subway made the announcement that they were no longer putting yoga mats in their bread. And it now was they never like, they never put yoga mats in their they bread. They put a chemical that was used in shoe soles and yoga mats, a chemical like benzokinase, whatever, something where you're like, you should, and they were like, we're done with this chemical. And we were like, you've been putting this in the bread? Like the yeah. proclamation of change uh, brings up questions about the policy prior, but it's good. Yeah, there was a, there was a, I, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm sure she has many other uh, talents and abilities, but there was a very attractive food blogger who made that her her well, cause and there was the naked philanthropist on Twitter who uh, started raising money by just being naked all of a sudden. I'm not so familiar with that guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, well, that's you know, Warren look, Buffett's ass. Oh, good Lord. Warren. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, I mean, good. That's good. That's good. And, you know, if someone had to use their attractiveness to influence, well, sure, go for it. And like I said, there's plenty of attractive people who, you know, aren't, aren't using their looks for anything and can't use the looks for anything. So I'm sure she has more going for her than just her uh, her sweet gams. Uh, we all know that there's uh, way too much plastic all over the world and throughout our oceans. Enter retired school teacher 
Pat Smith. She was shocked by a TV documentary called A Plastic Ocean, and she now um, spends her days scouring beaches, picking up garbage. So that's cool. That's yeah. good. But but you know, problem solved. <laughs> Why don't I just not shit on this one and just say that's nice? That's a nice story. You're right. Yeah, Pat Smith is uh, is doing God's work out there, and, yes, uh, and hopefully there's a million of her, and uh, she runs for Congress. There's actually, you know, uh, she's English, but there's uh, uh, some really exciting stuff going on in the recycling world. That's actual real good news, right? Like they found some enzyme enzyme that can like eat plastic for real and not turn it into something else that's also awful for the world within like a matter of hours. Yeah, there is like there's some I mean, there there's a lot of there are a lot of things that but yeah, that that among them is one that if that could actually take hold. I mean, the problem now is that, um, you know, plastic is so it's just in the ocean life and in birds and um, and in us, <laughs> you yeah. know, like we ingest a lot of plastic. And so there's going to have to be a uh... <laughs> that big heart of yours is coursing with plastic. <laughs> As, as like a little Hot Wheel tire runs through my vein. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yes, hopefully hopefully that is something that comes to fruition. Yeah, it's interesting because, all joking aside, there are lots of positive things you see about really uh, potentially game-changing breakthroughs in recycling or indeed people making CO2. protein out of, yeah, yeah CO2, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, what I wouldn't give to have the benefit of the hindsight from the future of, you know, will we be looking back and saying, oh, this blah, blah, blah that was going on at the time, largely unremarked upon, was actually the magic key that, you know, turned this whole thing around. Because, you know, the world was in its way incredibly fucked up from the Industrial Revolution. And once, you know, it hit critical mass of, well, this is seriously not something that's merely unpleasant, but a problem, like, humanity was able to address that in in their way. Yeah. I would, yeah, like, to think, I would like to think that the answers are already found and that so many of the things because you know for the most part most of the things that we fear on, on a societal level like if you look at the you know i always say like on september 10th 2001 there was something on the front page of the newspaper and i don't know yeah, it was fucking it was gary condit oh you're right right it was gary condit i think gary condit was behind 9-11 i know i know did they find chandra levy who knows right <laughs> i think joe scarborough had her killed <laughs> he does that yeah, I'm a big fan. Of it. I'm a big fan of his TV show, but oh, in fairness, like music. in fairness, deeply evil, murderous man. Obviously, a villain. <laughs> yeah, he can't open his eyes. Hey, look at this! A IKEA in Catania, Sicily, lets stray dogs hang out on the couch all day. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, great. Yep. Am I cheering you steps. up? I feel. Am I making a difference in your world? It's, it's, look, it's nice. To, yes, it's it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear, but it's probably like an anecdote in like, uh, you know, a little hole during the war. I'm like, eh, this is a nice moment. Got to go back out soon. Your heart's grown so cold. What about this? It's full of plastic. Uh, homeless Dubliners have a new opportunity under a scheme that trains them as tour guides. I think that's great. That is great. Who, I've been who, to Dublin who recently. Who knows the streets better than the homeless? And But let me tell you, when you have a homeless problem like Dublin, oh. it's a lot easier to be like, hey, we can get some jobs here. When you have a homeless problem like America, you're like, all right, we need to invent a new industry. 
I feel like uh, this is inspiring me. I think when people come to Los Angeles at LAX, we should encourage them to I, take their pick of local I, people who are sleeping rough, <laughs> who know this town I, like the back of their hand, and let them show you their Los Angeles. I love, I love what you're saying. I'll uh, and I while I won't partake in your system, <laughs> I will enjoy watching. All right, let's see. What else do I have here? Uh, there's a lot of old lady stories. Old ladies in like Denmark are opening bakeries because they like to bake and they got to get out of the house. And uh, they're doing videos of grandmas in Italy who are the last generation. But you know, all of I've, the. Mm -hmm. I've noticed a lot of these stories don't take place in America. I don't know what you're talking about. So do you do you do you think there's a pattern there? Uh, like because well, in Denmark, well, like, well, yeah, yeah. Look, look at it this way, man. The, America's got less, somewhere around about five percent of the world's population. So I would actually say it's very nationalistic and egocentric of you to assume that we should represent more than one twentieth of these stories. <laughs> and you've been to America, yes, Michael? I've visited. Okay, all right. I hold yeah. a passport. We don't like to talk about ourselves too much in America. It's not a good look for us. Hey, man, the proof's in the pudding. We don't yeah. need to. We speak and softly the, and carry a big stick. And, and and the pudding's made from yoga mats. And sooner or later, you'll know the the the, the what our metal is, and oh. and we don't need to trumpet it, uh -huh. as the yeah. old saying goes. Also, Here. we can now put citizens in unmarked vans. Anyway, enjoy the pudding. In other news. Researchers at York University in England have I'm not here. proven that dogs speak uh, it, the way that we talk to dogs and the way that you presume. Well, I was going to say the way that you presumably talk to your cat, but you seem like the guy who talks to your cat like it's a person. Y yes, but right. wait, we'll keep. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Right. Dogs respond to dog speak. Dogs actually like it when we call them a good boy. I that's that I didn't need a study for that. It's proven. It's I know it's proven. But you know the other thing is that I think that naysayers some, be damned. It's something like this, like your cat like my cat would not meow if it didn't hear me speak is uh some like my cat meows because it's heard me like communicate and talk and that's where it's meow. Like again, if it had again the egocentrism. It's uh, my you heart think, is full of plastic. You think if if a cat goes in the forest, it doesn't meow? I'm being very delicate with how I present this, but I'm gonna say yes. I think yes. I think forest cats just kind of walk around, like meow, 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 meow. They got a little bounce in their step. They sing a little, sing a little kitty tune. Of course, it's a song, Mike. This is just. <laughs> A cat in the forest Altogether singing a song. Now. I mean, you are poisoned by Disney. <laughs> you are just poisoned. I've seen every episode of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse like one uh, billion times. The uh, plots what do a not nightmare. The plots do not hold water. I definitely cannot uh, recommend that. Stick with Buckaroo. And are you Bonsai. just watching that? Just going, this is absolute fucking garbage. Wait, shit! I wish my son and daughter would watch this with me. <laughs> Hey, we gotta go. You are at Reynolds Gareth, the Dollar Podcast, the Point versus Point Podcast, and every Thursday night, Gareths. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Mike. Always a pleasure. Always lovely. 